Hobby Addicts の時間です。It's time for Hobby Addicts. And now, here are your anime addicts. Everybody and welcome to episode 158 of Hobby Addicts. I'm your host, Mitsugi. I'm joined today by some good friends. I got Mandy hanging out in Cincinnati. Mandy, how are things in your neck of the woods? Hello. They're,、uh, they're so so. It's 52 degrees out. That's something. <laughs> hmm. It was only like 40 earlier, which is crazy because last week it was like 70. It's 90 here、uh, in Florida. That's insane. So, if we average our two numbers together, we'll have a very delightful 71 yeah. or 2 degrees, and it's perfect.、Mm. Well, welcome to the show. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here and talk about、uh, addic- addictions that are not anime. That's right. Or, ga- or Game of Thrones, <laughs> we should note. Or Game of Thrones. And、uh, we might just only talk、not. about Game of Thrones. <laughs> and returning to, returning to the podcast once again, we have Mason from our Discord. Mason, how are you today? And where, where are you located? Oh, we're up in the Northeast in that lovely Connecticut. So,、uh, if、oh. we average my temperature into it, which we're at like the low 40s with lots of rain, we'll、Damn. dip it down a bit to the、wow. 50s or so. Yeah, so. whenever he gets bad weather, I get it soon after that.、It's、well, no,、awful. no, we, I get it after you because it moves、oh, really? west to east. Yeah, but it's what just the Gulf Stream. You're right. So, you're right. so, if you get some good weather, I'll get it. Like、two to three days later. Well, you're, you're about to have so much rain coming. Oof, <laughs> not, not a fan of that. Mandy is your future. <laughs> indeed, indeed. That's right. And I, and I have you don't have a very promising future. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have nothing to do with either of you because, as the, as the dick of Florida, as the dick of the United States, Florida just does its own thing all the time. So, all right. So, on the podcast today, we're going to be talking about. Uh, Mason and I are going to rap about Sekiro because we both we, we talked about it a little bit, and I don't know. I think we're still pretty amped up about it. And Mandy yeah, it's has a month a- after the release, and we're still, we're still hyped about it, which began, I think is a testament、well. to it. The,、uh, the going to be the best selling game that From Software has ever put out. Up in,、uh, that's, what that, that, that's what the projections are saying. And of course, Mandy has a, a litany of things here.、So、I always do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um,. I have a sneaking suspicion that, that Mason and I would hog the entire time if we didn't let Mandy go first. So, Mandy, why don't、oh, you、really? go first and share? I just think so. So, wh- wh- why don't you share with us some of the delightful things that you have going on? I will try my best. <laughs> so,、um, I have been watching a buttload of anime lately.、Um, Asada's on my buttload? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But,、um, so. <clears throat> I think I've mentioned it before that I own a shamisen. And I, it was something that I was very interested in a while ago. And、um, so there's a guy who, it's called, there's a website called bachido.com. And it's a man who used to live in Japan. He's moved over here. And in Japan, he learned how to play the shamisen. 
And then he brought over here, um, like he has manufacturers in Japan, and he brings them over here to teach people over here. And you can buy them on his website. Okay. So I bought one from him, and he has like online uh, lessons. I suck at it, so don't ask me to play you, you something. You talked about this before, right? Because your hands <laughs> yeah. have to be huge or something? Yeah, well, uh, I think it's because my bocce, which is the... Um, like the sort of plucking instrument that you use to play with is so large. I got a giant wooden one and they have different kinds of uh, bocce's. There are some that are made out of like turtle shells or plastic ones. And I got like the middle kind of quality one, which is a wooden one because it was much cheaper than the turtle shell. And yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, so I got that. But the problem is I have really tiny hands. And if you hold it properly, the proper way that you're supposed to hold it, it hurts my hands a lot. So I can't play for very long because then my hands start to really cramp. But I don't know. Maybe if I look around, I could probably find one maybe closer to my size. I don't know. I just haven't really browsed around yet. But um, but anyways, I yeah. was recently practicing that again. And uh, I was just thinking, you know, we've seen shamisen music in anime, but... I wonder if there's any anime that were specifically aimed at, like, or focused on the shamisen. I found this movie called Nitabo, and, like, hardly anyone had seen it. And it didn't have great scores on Mal, but uh, I was I was hopefully, I was hoping that that was because it was just, you know, no one had seen it. So I tried out the movie, and I was disappointed. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Uh, you thought I was going to say it was great. Nope, I was disappointed. Not Those scores we were, did not lie. I did not think that was where we were going. <laughs> yeah, so Nitsubo is about... Um, uh, it goes from like this boy's childhood up to an adulthood, up to adult, and it's set in like the Edo period. And he succumbed to a really bad fever when he was young and lost his eyesight. Mm. Is that a thing? Can you I... Can you go blind from a fever? I don't see why not. You know, Maybe. What, you know, I don't know. You know what? I'm going to Google it for you. How about that? Oh, thank you. I was very interested, but I didn't feel like using Google. <laughs> but um, so he is basic. Like it's the Edo period, so he is reliant, like reliant on his family because he's blind and can't work. Until he learns um, from this traveling. Um, musician how to play the shamisen and he's learning a lot about like the caste system only certain people at during this time can play the shamisen and so he can play it by himself but he can't join like um, this specific type of troop or group or like he can't take this specific name because you have to be like part of the samurai class it's I can't remember what it was called but um, so basically, it's about him just traveling around playing the shamisen, and uh, eventually, he you know in adulthood, he has to he has to use the shamisen to uh, um, support himself because he has no other options during this time. And um, it goes, it does teach you a little bit about the different types of shamisens because there he was using um, like a sugaru style, and then there are these big ones. I forgot the names of them that they play during like puppet shows and that's the kind that he wants to use because he wants to do like a uh, really fast rhythm it, but I think my biggest issue with the movie 
is that one, the cuts, there's some really weird cuts during it. Like something really interesting's happening and then it'll just cut to a different scene. I'm like, wait, what happened? Did they go to sleep? What just happened? And the other weird thing is like when there's drama, when something really dramatic is happening, it plays like a full orchestra. I'm like, shouldn't they be playing shamisen, yeah. like really fast beat shamisen orchestra? music during a shamisen anime? Orchestra, orchestra is not even an Eastern thing. Yeah, so it was so really odd. awkward. That's really odd. Yeah, so that took me out of it. I was really hoping for some really good shamisen music. That's all I wanted, and it was very bare. I mean, the way so. you described it sounds like a really interesting movie and like informative yeah. and like a full like character arc of this guy's life. Yeah. But no. <laughs> <laughs> it is available on YouTube if you want to try it out. That's the only way that I could find it. Man, the guy who directed so, this is old. Like, very old. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He was born in 1942, which makes him, like, in his late 70s. This movie's not nearly as old as I thought it was. You know, the movie came out. Yeah, it's 2004. Yeah, it came out, like, you know, 14 years ago. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of expected it to be a lot older than that. A, a, anytime I bump into like a, a title like this, and I'm, and I'm thinking, wow, Shamisen, like that's a really interesting subject for a movie, and I've never heard of this. I always expected to be super old, like pre-podcast. Yeah. So when I, when I see 2004, I'm like, oh, wow. I guess that is pre-podcast. Yeah, when I look on, but... yeah, when I look on Mal, only 2,000 people have listed it. So that's like, especially for Mal, that's very little. Yeah, that's not I, I I had never heard of it till now, so yeah. But it's available on YouTube if you want to try it out. The shamisen is a cool instrument, though, and it has a very I agree. It has a very unique sort of sound to it. Um, yeah. yeah, I need to get a new um, coma for mine, which is like the bridge, because you can take them out and replace them and they make different sounds. Mine, I have oh, okay. a well, what this website calls the Shinobi one, which is like it's plastic, so I could play it in my apartment and not wake everybody up, but. Um, I do want to get a different one that will like actually sound good when I play it. <laughs> you just need to you just need to record uh, an edit of this movie with you providing like appropriate music instead he's of right. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because I can right. totally do that. <laughs> that or just put a like synth wave over it and make it abstractly not work. <laughs> I'll just play one note the whole time. I could do that. All right, well that's make cool. It happen. There was that, and then I played a new game called uh, Lorelei, which is by Harvester um, Games developer, and they make uh, these really weird um, side-scrolling psychological horror adventure games. Mm. And the first one they made was The Cat Lady, and this is very indie. (laughs) They developed them to kind of look like old DOS games to kind of give you that feeling. And I grew up on old DOS game adventure games, so it was perfect for me. I I absolutely loved all of their games so far because they're really messed up. <laughs> they're, uh, the first one was The Cat Lady, and then the second one was Downfall, and this one is called Lorelei. And they're so trippy. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's why I love them so much. She, she's, <laughs> she's wearing like a Freddy Krueger red sweater. Yeah. It is kind of like a black and pinkish black color. Black and red stripes. Yeah. Interesting. But, it's a very um, interesting sort of design uh, aesthetic to it. Yeah. 
So the first one was the cat lady. The cat lady was about this woman named Susan Ashworth. And these games are very, very dark. Just a warning if anyone's interested in them. They're extremely dark. And that one, um, she, we don't know at the beginning why, but she's depressed and she does commit suicide right at the very beginning of the game. And in the afterlife, she meets this old woman who calls herself the Queen of Maggots. And she's like, I'm going to bring you back to life. And you are going to be my uh, hunter. And I want you to hunt down five parasites. And as long as they are alive, you cannot die. And so the parasites that she's talking about are these like really awful serial killers. And so Susan Ashworth goes back and uh, it's your, the game is hunting down these people and killing them. But you also dive into her past and through these like really crazy like psychological dreams and it's really really dark but also very fascinating and um you find out like about her past and then at the very end you kind of get to decide her future and like whether or not um like through your actions in the game if she wants to live or if she if you play it wrong if she still wants to die at the end and then the second game is called Downfall, and that one was crazy about this man. <laughs> and, and They're all crazy. I, I'm so sorry. They're all insane. <laughs> no, at first I, I was like, like oh, I've, I've played that game, but I was thinking of Downwell, not Downfall. What's Downwell? Downwell's like a black and red uh, side-scroller game where your guy's infinitely plummeting. It's like a reverse oh. direction of Galaga, and you just have to continually like shoot downwards to keep yourself propelled. And it's really hard. And it's nothing like the game you're describing now, nope. but it has a similar name. <laughs> <laughs> Downfall is about a man and his wife. Uh, they're having a lot of issues, and um, we don't exactly know what's wrong with his wife, but she is losing her mind for whatever reason. And so they go on a vacation to this, um, like... <sighs> When they get to, the, I don't know where they went. They went on vacation somewhere, and they went. They checked in at this hotel, and while they're there, his wife goes missing, and then he can't leave the hotel. And of course, it does this weird, like Silent Hill ish thing where uh. everything's messed up and crazy looking, oh, okay. and he's like, yeah. trying to get through the hotel, trying to find his wife. And then rooms that you go into end up being like memories of what happened in the past things that he's locked away inside of his mind and yeah that one was really wild as well but Lorelai is um you're this woman named uh Lorelai and she <laughs> graduated from I know right yeah no, really <laughs> plot twist <laughs> plot twist her name was Mary <laughs> no but um she graduated from high school she hasn't quite gotten to college yet because she can't afford it and her family situation is really awful her mom is in a very abusive relationship uh her mom just had a child with this man and she Lorelai wants to take the child and leave but she's trying to find the right moment to do so and uh so while she, I, I, no spoilers because I, I don't know how to explain it without doing spoilers, but basically she dies during these events and she also meets the Queen of Maggots and Queen says that she's going to send her back to uh, kill this man. And so that's as far as I've gotten the game so far. It's Just let me know it ends with like the warm fuzzies because I'm I a little spooked so. right now. 
I hope it does end with the warm fuzzies. The it cat did. lady actually did kind of in a way because uh, at the end she really appreciated her life. She met a really good friend, and they had a really they created a really strong bond. But this one, I don't know. Well, the game. I know she is in love with her neighbor, uh, and but a lot of really dark stuff has happened so far. I mean, I've been looking through like environments of this game while you've been talking, and yeah, the game it has a very interesting look to it because the backgrounds almost look real. Like like real mm-hmm. footage, I I don't think they are, but they look like real footage. And then you have this like you know game game ish almost like she's almost like cel shaded looking, but she's clearly not blending into the background intentionally. And the and then there's, yeah. there's objects in the foreground as well that look very realistic. So it's almost like you're playing yes. through one of those, you know, uh, one of those like old games on like the Sega CD that are like real footage. Yeah, it kind of has that feel to it. Um, yeah. The sceneries are really interesting. Like, they constantly change, and they all have something, um, some kind of significance to her mindset or her past in them. And sometimes when you're like, especially in dreams, it's really fascinating. And a lot of times, a lot of the things in her past will be answers to, uh, like, puzzles or that you have to solve or, like, you know, like, like, trying to find, like, the... um, like there's her father's clock on the wall. There's like a tiny little code in it somewhere. <laughs> and I'm trying not to spoil stuff. But for example, that could be a solution for a puzzle somewhere else. I'd say this whole so, game looks this whole game looks like you're having a dream. All the environments look Yep. Um It's crazy. Very, very <laughs> dreamlike and very like and they look it's like you'll be in a room in this person's house and all the lights are off. So like you know, you say it's a, you say it's dark, and I think you mean the tone of the game, but the actual environments are dark as well. They're very dark as well, yeah. yeah. And it's, but they don't need to be. Like she could simply just turn the light on in the room, but she doesn't. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which which part you're looking at. I know when she was like in the underworld, there is a room that she goes into, and it freaked me out because it was all mannequins just staring at her. <laughs> Well, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. That was very dark. This girl needs a makeover real quick because, like, damn. Yeah. We got to get a designer in here. (laughs) Somebody call Will Smith. All right, well, that seems cool. Yet another interesting game that I'll never get to play because I choose to play all my games on PlayStation and PlayStation gets none of this cool shit, so. I play a lot of indie games that no one has ever heard of. There you go. Well, there you have it. The, the true elite gamer among us. Yeah, that's for Downwell. That's for sure. Uh, thank you, Mason. He linked me uh, a video of Downwell, and now I'm going to watch it while you guys talk, and I sip my coffee. <laughs> yeah, I so- mean, to be fair, Sekiro is a game just about killing parasites, but just instead of parasites with air quotes being uh, bad people, it's literal parasites infesting mm-hmm. other people's bodies. So I, I, I feel like you're going to spill a lot of spoilers onto me. That I'm, I'm not. I I'm not. You, We're just going to talk about our thoughts on the game, not not what's going on. You didn't, but uh, spoilers, there's bugs. You, you didn't just unleash a spoiler <laughs> just now? No, no. Oh, okay. Right. But not bugs as in like uh, bugs, like, like game bugs? <laughs> no, no, yeah. A lot of bugs in this game. that would be really funny. <laughs> uh, the, the classic Hollow Knight joke. Mm. So I am. I just finished... So I, I have played through all of the Ashina outskirts, and I've and I played and I just finished playing through the Hirata Castle, like memories. Okay. So, so I've fought 
Lady Butterfly, and I fought um, all the way up through like the the Fire Bull, the Fire Bull enemy. Yep, yep the Blazing and, Bull. And so the next thing that I'm doing is I'm going into the actual like Ashina Castle proper, and that's Correct. that's about as far as I am in the game. I think I'm I think I'm way more overpowered than I need to be at this point because I'm playing with somebody else and they're not nearly as advanced at the game. So I find myself waiting for them to like clear a boss. Like I'll fight a boss and beat it on like my third try, and it'll take them days. So I, I'm holding like at this point of the game already. It takes it's 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 taking me um, over two thousand points to get a skill point, which I think is like way like more skill points than probably most people are carrying with them at this point in the game. But um, I see. So did the person you're playing with? Did they also do Harada Estate? Yeah, they're like like we okay. st- we started it the other night at the same time. Um, I went through and beat Juzo the Drunkard like on my yep, like yep. pretty quickly, and then went straight through to the to the to the Lady Butterfly because she's right after him and beat her pretty easily as well. So I'm, I'm his not, name is Juzu the Drunkard. I think it's Juzo <laughs> the Drunkard. Yeah, Juzo the Drunkard. I like that there, name. There's a couple Drunkard brothers. Once again, no spoilers. But me, yeah, it's like a family of people who just love drinking booze and throwing it up all over you. Oh, let me um, let me just set the table properly. <laughs> Sekiro, one more time for, for people that don't know, is the newest game from From Software, which is the company that makes that has made all the all the Dark Soul games, your Demon Soul games, Bloodborne, etc. The game came out about a month ago, and it is projected to be the best-selling game that From Software has ever put out. Which I was kind of concerned about because when you when you go from a title like Dark Souls that was becoming mainstream, it was getting to the point where you know, it was like a like a two to three million copy game. Like every time they'd make one, I was kind of concerned for for, the, for from software where, you know, you're dumping your IP and you're moving from Dark Souls, which everybody knows, to an unknown franchise. I was concerned that maybe their sales would drop off, but that doesn't seem to be the case. I think the actual company itself, from software, is carrying its brand strong enough that people are following the company now, and not just the not just the Dark Souls games. So well, it was also co like published or however you want to say by Activision right but I, that's gotta I, help my gut says it did help with advertisement bucks and just getting the word out there but I still think in the end even without that it would have done well so Dark Souls I, has always been like set in almost medieval times with swords and shields um, you know heavy plate armor things like that Bloodborne was very like Victorian in Europe with um, more of and with more of like a gun shooting sort of uh Artistic, it was much faster. Much it was faster, like more yeah. gothic inspired. Yeah, this game is now set in like feudal Japan. So you're playing as a samurai, and it's 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 a, the, I I find that the that the action system is a little more similar to Bloodborne than it is Dark Souls. Whereas in Dark Souls, you're rewarded for defending a lot and a lot of evasion. I think Sekiro rewards you in the way that Bloodborne does for being more aggressive in the way that you play. You're, 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 oh, that's my play style. You're rewarded like for attacking um, and parrying. Well, and, and while you attack, you can parry and things like that, and that's sort of your defense. I, I would say Dark Souls is all about dodging, using your invincibility frames to go through attacks. Uh, Bloodborne is all about attacking and just tanking hits and recovering health with their recovery system. And Sekiro is all about parrying. And more than the other games in the series, Sekiro kind of forces you to play it a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, at the point you're at, it's uh, 
essentially when you do get through the castle, there's a boss at the top and he's kind of the first boss where there's really the game forces you to learn how to play it the way the creators intended. And it's like the first, I guess, wall of the game where it's like it's not about getting good. It's getting good at the specific style, whereas Dark Souls, you could do magic, you could do heavy attack, you could do more of a dexterity build. Sekiro kind of fine tunes it into one play style that you'll have to digest. Um, you said it was mostly based on parrying. Correct. How um, how accurate is that? Like, how fast do you have to be to parry? Like, is this like Very twitch fast. reaction? Yes, okay. I would say so. Twitch okay. reaction. You could cough, cough, <laughs> uh, spam. It, That's if what you I was really needed to, <laughs> but there is a slight punishment to it. In the end, okay. there is no stamina bar in this game. Right. Uh, oh, okay. But even then, I've, it's funny because all the Dark Souls and Bloodborne, they have you a stamina bar, and when you get excited, you'll start spamming attack and run out of stamina because you get excited. Here, you have no stamina bar, but even then, I find myself playing more reserved because of the parry system. Yeah, I was gonna That's, actually ask you. I was gonna ask you how the pairing system works. So, like, does it give you an indication that you need mm -hmm. to parry soon? That's coming up. It, do you have to just rely on animations? So, different types of attacks on the enemy are met with different types of parries. There's um, there's parries. Oh, different types. Okay. There'll be a parry where, a, like, a, an enemy will come at you with a sword, and he'll do like a, a three to four hit combo, for example. And you can parry that. You can parry that person's sword attacks in, in, in the way that if you if you if you do enough parries correctly in his sort of combo you can break his posture and go in at him completely defenseless um then there's then there's a, then there's techniques you can learn on these various skill trees there's one i think it's called the mikiti counter where if a guy's got a spear you he'll he'll he'll, he'll thrust at you with his spear and there's a different parry you can do where you can kind of stomp on his spear into the ground and then he's defenseless and then you can cut him down while he's defenseless with his spear so there's different types of parries and when the enemy is going to unleash upon you sort of like a, a critical hit or like a um, one of their one of their quote unquote like death blow attacks a symbol will come up on the screen and will indicate to you that some bad shit's about to happen and i find that <laughs> i find yeah i find that if that hits you, if the, if that attack hits you, it's a very high it's a very high um, pressure moment because if that attack hits you, it usually does two to three times as much damage as a normal other attack. And if it's a boss, prepare to be killed probably instantly. But those off those also seem to be moments where the parry would be the most effective. So you're you're rewarded you're rewarded even more for parrying those attacks. But if you but if you screw it up then you are punished even harder. So it's very, very risk-reward. Okay. Would you say that that's about right, uh, Mason? I would. There's Overall, the pairing is essentially just tied to one button, and it's a pretty simple game conceptually, but just the overall speed that it plays at and like having to watch the animations is where the difficulty lies. It does move okay. quickly, and, yeah. Moves quick, and especially if you're a like veteran of the Soulsborne series, you're almost sort of punished in a sense because your instinct of rolling or using that methodology right. doesn't necessarily work in this game. So you kind of have to, if you're like, oh, I've never played a, a Souls game before, like, can I jump into this one? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think you're right about that, and 
Because in the Souls games, you you could just hold your shield up and block. Some shields would block everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a yeah, shield the heavy person, ones yeah. for sure. <laughs> and one of the things you would do in Dark Souls would be you would you would seek out that sheer shield that would have 100% damage absorption. And you, and then you could just hold the thing up until it broke or whatever, which so it takes forever sometimes. In this game, you can parry you, you you can just straight up block a lot of attacks with with your sword, but your posture will break eventually. Um, and when that happens, you know, you're defenseless for enough time that you can get lit up pretty bad. So mm-hmm. that sort of methodology doesn't really apply in, in this game, okay. I would say. Uh, this game focuses a lot more on stealth. Like, it has a stealth element that... Oh, that, not um, my favorite. I don't like stealth. It's it's <laughs> not pushed that hard, though, and it's pretty simple. You can, you, you, can avoid, you can avoid playing the stealth route if you want to, but it sure makes the game a lot easier. There are okay. ti- there are times when you'll be fighting a boss, and before the boss fight begins, you can get you can sneak up on the boss and and do the f- quote unquote first of two sort of critical blows on the boss that are required to kill it via stealth. Or you can kind of do or or, you're, or at times you're almost playing like a Batman type playstyle where you can sort of grappling hook up on up onto like a pagoda, and you can like jump off of it and just straight up like you know, plunge your sword through a guy's head, like on, like on the way down. And he, in, in that case, you're not even really fighting the enemy. Um, so there are a lot of times when, when crouching into bushes or being way up on top of buildings or, or um, like being crouched or shimming up against a wall does give you some like tactical advantage. And there, are, there, and there are also skills you can learn that improve your ability to be stealthy. So you can, you, you can play like that, but I mean, as a Dark Souls player, it's not always the route I want to take. So sometimes I just want to like rush in and kill everything. So, and you're definitely mm. rewarded handsomely for killing things because that's how you get your, that's how you earn money, which which you can use to buy things from various vendors. Which at this point in the game, I find to be kind of a joke, and I want to ask Mason about that. Um, and also, you get skill points, which you can use to uh upgrade your to customize your character and i think that's one of the strongest points of the game are the skill points so my first question is the question i wanted to ask mason was at this point in the game mason i have so much money like i have there there have you'll you'll have lots of money (laughs) yeah there have been times where i have thousands of sen and in and as in dark souls if you're killed while you're holding this money you lose the money it's gone so you'll lose half of it you're better off spending the money on these things called coin purses, which you can sort of turn your money into items that you can sell later for almost the same value. So that when you die, you don't lose it. it just, you just, you're converting your, your, your money into a different format. But at this point in the game, I have actually bought every single item that, that all of the vendors I have oh, access damn. to have. Because <laughs> even antidotes and stuff, because I'm like, well, I'm holding 4,000 sen, and if I die, I'm going to lose a bunch of it. And I'm and the vendors are all sold out of coin purses, so I end up buying literally every item that the vendor has. They have none of the vendors available to me have, have literally anything to sell at this point because I have bought everything, and I still have too much money. So I'm not really sure, and that and that includes uh, upgrading yeah. the prosthetics. <laughs> yeah, um, head left from the castle, go across the bridge. There's another vendor in that little area, so that can use up some of your sin. But uh, yeah, money is one of the, one of the things. Uh, the game provides you in spades. So, I mean, f- for myself, I'm on like my fifth playthrough of the game right now. And uh, I have more than I could ever imagine. So I'm just buying things for fun that I will never use. And when you have 
hundreds of something in stock. It's yeah, really exactly. just so when I die, it doesn't feel like I lost that much. But uh, yeah, you'll have plenty of money for the most part. M- Mandy, one of the coolest things about the game is that there are multiple skill trees you can you can invest in. And I think there's like five of them. Mm-hmm. There's like a Shinobi one, a Monk one, one for like sword arts, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, you get 60, I think it's like 62 or 64 total skill points per playthrough. I think that's correct. And they uh, get, You'll get as, you can build up as many as you want. Oh, really? There's no cap on that? Nope. Hmm. That's actually the one thing on my playthroughs that I'm like waiting. That's like the last quote unquote trophy I have is I just need to kill more people and grind more to complete the skill trees. Okay. Because I, cause I, I was looking at a chart online, and it had all of the experience required to get, um, like, the next skill point. And it didn't – it stopped at 63. So I assumed that was the that was the max that you could get. That's probably the max that you'll need. But even then, at that point, you'll have the ability in the game to, like, convert skill points into just raw attack upgrades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So being ahead in the experience count never hurts. And when you die, you only lose half of the experience within that subset. So, for example, if you got to the second skill point and then you died, you'll never go below two. Right. So yeah. it's not as punishing. No. It's and not. I know we talk about like, oh, there's all these skill trees and different pairing options. But at the end of the day, it's still less complicated than Neo. So <laughs> if you can handle that. Game. Can I be an archer? In this one? Yeah. Uh, you can throw you can throw uh, shurikens at people. Oh, lame! That's about as close as you can. It's projectiles. Yeah. What more do you That's want? That's true. I can be ranged a little bit. Yes, yeah, so, a little bit. So right now I'm holding on to about nine skill points I have because there's a monk there's a monk skill tree that that's going to unlock eventually, and there's some stuff from it I want to buy. Um, so I'm holding on to these skill points, but but maybe, but maybe since there's no cap, I just won't even bother holding on to them. But um, in addition to your skill trees, there's also sort of like in the beginning of the game, you get one of your arms chopped off, and you're rescued by a, by a guy who coincidentally also has one arm missing, and he's like a prosthetics creator. So he'll t- you can give you can so we're dodo. You can give him various items that will he will use to make prosthetics for you. So at the point of the game that I'm on, I have a prosthetic arm that can throw shurikens. I have one that throws that that shoots firecrackers. I have one that has a giant like axe attachment. Um, I have like a some kind of like a uh, like a ninja like a mist one that I have I just got that and I'm not really sure what it does and there's some others as well so like in addition to being able to customize the skills that you're using uh, you can also customize the types of attachments that you have so but yeah I don't but to my knowledge there's not one that's a bow sorry no no the prosthetics are a great inclusion to the game because that's really where you get to be creative mm. and think outside the box that's they're cool. fun to use I would Once like get, to get this game. I just haven't. I think uh, you're too busy playing uh, Downwell now that I've recommended it. <laughs> yeah, now I've got to play Downwell. <laughs> and I've been playing Bob is You. I've also been playing well a little bit. I've been playing a little bit of the Review Starlight game that just came out. Hey, um, hey, Manny, what do you think the odds are that you could get a logo for Mason for the live broadcast in the next in, the, in within ten minutes? Uh, yes, this is hobby related. I will find one. This is our hobby. Um, 
There's only one thing I have. I don't know why I just typed into Google Mason's avatar. <laughs> I wonder what you find. Ignore me. I, I've got this. There's um. We'll make it happen. There's only one thing. I, I really think that this game could be a game of the year candidate at this point in the year. I don't know what's coming out. It's hard. I wouldn't to, be surprised. It's hard to tell, not knowing what's what's going to be coming out. You know, throughout the, the other eight months of the year. But this game is good enough that I think it'll be a game of the year candidate. At least it'll, it'll at least be in the conversation. And but there's only there's one thing about the game that I don't feel satisfied by at this point. Um, I'm guessing. Lay it on me. Lay I'm it on Mason me. has played most of the Dark Souls games. Um, yep. There have been some pretty outstanding bosses in Dark Souls, and not only not only like in difficulty, intensity, or whatever, but also in design. And there's some pretty unique stuff that you face in Dark Souls. There's been like um, there's there was the dancer of the boreal valley, which is like this really, really like that. That's that's such a phenomenal boss fight. That's there. Um, that's going to be tough to top. <laughs> Bloodborne had um, had um, the first vicar. What was his name? Lawrence, the first vicar. That was a boss. That was like he was like he was like a the, the he was one like, in the graveyard who's a werewolf. He was like a. Yeah, there was the great the the first vicar is the one that's in the church, and when you cut and when he gets halfway down, his legs slice off, and he like turns into a a, a torso that's crawling around and bleeding lava all over the floor. Like, there's very like elaborate boss fights in Dark Souls, and also in Bloodborne. Well, at mm-hmm. this point in the game that I am in 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 uh, in Sekiro, I have fought an ogre with a piece of wood around his head, and then multiple humans. That one one was riding a horse. I fought a flaming bull. Uh, I fought an old lady, like an old ninja lady. I fought a drunk dude that you know puked on, like puked, like poison at you. I fought a spear guy. But like most of the enemies in Sekiro up until this point have been, for the most part, humans. That it's almost like fighting in one of the invading NPCs in Dark Souls in, in some ways. Mm-hmm. So I find you're and they're and they've been easy. Like like Juzo the drunkard. I I beat him in like on in like three tries without the helper guy that was that was there even dying. The helper didn't even die. And then I went right to the dread to the to the lady dragonfly and killed her probably in two or three tries too. So I've been a little shocked by the underwhelmingness of the bosses. What do you think? So there are a lot of humanoids in the game. There's no getting around that. Uh, you're, even the animals you fight later are going to be monkeys and of the sort. So still very similar in structure. You might you might find a long boy coming up. You might find a real long boy. What does that mean? A uh, real long boy? A real long boy. You'll know oh, what that no. means. <laughs> but uh, overall, you're not going to get that same level of variety as the really weird stuff. There's some optional endgame bosses that are a little deformed, but for the most part, mm-hmm. you're not going to get that variety. No. So Sounds like you're going to be fight or fighting Slenderman soon. <laughs> long boy. Real long yeah. boy. You'll know what I mean when you get there. <laughs> so you're I'm just, assu- You're, you're going to go to get married to this long boy and he's going to get real up and close and it's gonna look at you all over and you're gonna say i'm not having any of that you're a long boy that's what she said <laughs> yeah 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 but I'm, uh I'm guessing no it- it's it's great i mean i've i've been playing this game almost non-stop for a month and it's still satisfying even nice. at where i'm at now so i'm guessing at this point you must be you must either have or should or must be close to having the platinum trophy for the game 
What? Yep. Uh, what, what would you say is the most difficult trophy to achieve in the game? Nothing's really been that hard. I mean, all the difficulty comes from the boss fights. So we could definitely get into the bosses at a later date when you get there. Um, I mean, the, the the platinum is just related to you have to beat the game four times mm, to steal the endings. If you don't want to save scum, which is always a viable option for people who have lives. Yeah, that's um, that's intense. That's four playthroughs is a lot. And I mean, I, I played through dark. I I tend to play through the Dark Souls games a couple times to get that platinum, but I don't think it's ever been four times. That's a lot. To be fair, a playthrough for me right now, I could probably knock it out in four to five hours. Okay. So, like, I, I did a whole playthrough today, just sat down this morning and knocked it out. So, once you start moving and really getting through the environment, it's pretty interesting. I mean, essentially, the, the focus of this game is the combat. You really have the lore of Bloodborne, that's where that excelled. You have the, like, level design and just, like, more lore in Dark Souls. There's really not that much of that in this installment. It's really about parrying and stabbing people in the neck. Yeah, Dark Dark Souls had a very sort of sneaky lore to it, you know? There was, it was one it of did. The, it was one of those games where if you play through the game and don't pay much attention, you pretty much miss most of it, but... If, you, if you're interested in the lore and then you go look it up online, you'll be surprised to find like 10 to 20 page summaries typed out of people telling you the whole story of the world and how the bonfires were linked and all this. So, um, Yeah, I think yeah, you have to pay attention to a lot of the item descriptions in that one as well. That's yeah, true. Yeah, you're right. Mm. So now, this one gives you the story. It just takes a little while before you start the story. I can't wait to meet this like, long boy. This long boy. Oh, <laughs> you're about to fight Slenderman in Japan. Yeah, <laughs> Japanese Slenderman. Is there equivalent? <laughs> You'll be happy to no, know I may may send a picture. Okay, great. I'm gonna go get that. <laughs> All right, it. love it. Well, oh no. <laughs> you know, don't be the people. Don't be too deterred by the difficulty level that you've heard of from of Dark Souls. I actually don't find this game to be all that difficult. Um, I definitely think it's a lot more forgiving than Dark Souls for sure, and. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it still has some of like the, it has a lot of the same things that that make people love Dark Souls in this game, but without some of the abusive difficulty, you know, you, I, there, I haven't, I haven't run into any, I, I'm only like, you know, probably I'm guessing like a quarter of the way through the game, but, um, I haven't run into anything that's required me to fight a boss like 35, 40 times, you know, like I had to do like that, that, that the dancer of the Boreal Valley took a while, <laughs> I would just say a while to beat that. Um, and uh, don't be too there. There haven't been too many like uh, controller slamming moments, I would say. Um, so we didn't even mention that the game lets you resurrect. So yeah, you, yeah. You, Shadows die a couple times actually. You can straight up die in this game and and, re- and choose to resurrect your character. So if you're holding a lot of money or experience that you don't want to lose, you can just resurrect and then run away. So oh nice yeah. Uh, the best part of this game, without doubt, is that uh, you get an item that lets you kill yourself. So the enemies will be like, well, that guy's dead, and they'll start walking away, and you will you can just pop back up and sneak on them. <laughs> oh, I don't have that. A feigned death? I like, like that. Like, dying <laughs> is a strategic option in this game. 
I don't have that. But, like uh, it. I don't have that. No, no. Yet. We'll definitely discuss it more once you uh, progress a bit, because I feel like you're on the precipice of really where the game opens up to you. Why yeah. would they just walk away after they just saw you kill yourself? Uh, that was crazy. <laughs> Let's just go in the opposite direction. <laughs> it's a lot of the same um, thing. Did like they steal all your stuff. There have been, there have been Sorry, it's bugging me. <laughs> there, there have been bosses in this game that aren't all that well designed either. Like you'll, like you can run away from them and then hide in a bush or something, and they'll get bored and sort of walk away from you. And then while they're walking away, oh, from that you, old tenchu, you, you can sneak up on them and just you know stab, stab them. I was fighting this purple ninja guy earlier today, and he was beating the hell out of me. So I ran away and was coming back to try him again, only to find that he was just casually walking back to where he was supposed to be. And I just, uh, I just snuck up behind Tenchi. him. And, love yep, it. <laughs> snuck up behind him and stabbed him in his head. Didn't, didn't even have to fight him. Tenchu, yeah, you... And that's where you get the, uh, the you feathers. You literally jump down in front of raven. everybody. And they're like, oh, <laughs> let's just go back to our business. <laughs> it's good that that happened because he was beating the shit out of me. I'll just say that for sure. He was... It was... Yeah. It was a... It was a yeah. Most people don't find him that early. So uh Oh okay, yeah. He was he was tough. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna I am not enjoying he's, having my ass kicked over and over again by this guy, so he's more of like an endgame type enemy, so don't feel nice. bad. Well, I stabbed him in his head. He died. Alright. Nicely done. Alright, well, um we're gonna wrap it up here. We may, hey, we got through the whole episode. We didn't talk about Game of Thrones at all. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I'll tell you right now, that's not going to happen. But next week. Yeah, next week for sure, because literally... Something interesting might happen. Everybody's going to die tonight. Yeah. It better not be the Night King that dies, because I waited for eight <laughs> for eight damn years for this damn fight, and it better not end in one friggin' episode, or I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> that's all I have to say. All right, guys. We'll see you next week on Hobby Addicts. Thanks for listening, and uh, tune in next time to hear more Game of Thrones talk. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye! Bye.